0: American Inc. presents Wake Up with Patty Catter. Now, here's your host, Patty Catter.
1: Hello, everybody. You're listening to and watching Wake Up with Patty Catter. Today, I have Travis Strong on the show. If you do not know who Travis is, where have you been hiding? Because um, Travis is a really strong, inspirational military veteran who shares stories of motivation with um, people who follow him on social media. And I'm going to let you listen to his story um, through his words. I don't want to put um, his story in my words, because obviously that's what the media does. And I don't, I'm not like normal media. So, um, Travis, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you. Um, let's just start out by telling our listeners a little bit about where you're from and let's start with that and we'll, um, continue on after.
0: Okay. Well, um, I'm originally, I was born in, uh, Burbank, California. So I lived in uh, California for most of my life. Um, Grew up in the uh, high desert, Palmdale, Lancaster area. And um, yeah, that's where I'm from.
1: Awesome. And so when you were growing up, did you want to join the military or did that just kind of was like, oh, shoot, I don't know what I'm going to do now.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it was always in me. I mean, I remember when I was young for Halloween, I used to always dress up as a soldier and stuff because my... um stepdad at the time was in the army or he was in the army back in the vietnam war so i would dress up in his camouflage outfits and and um always just kind of gravitated towards that and then um i graduated back in 1995 and after i graduated i was kind of working a couple dead-end jobs um wasn't really doing anything um and then in 97 1997 is when i uh joined the army i just um just really wanted to serve. Mm-hmm.
1: So did you okay, so like most kids, you never got in trouble or anything, right? <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> How was it when you decided you decided to join the army, right? Yes. And were you surprised by boot camp? I have to ask that because um my son, he was like big into military when he was little and wearing all the uniforms and stuff. And I think he wasn't really that surprised. I I was surprised more than he was.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, boot camp for me was pretty easy. I I, I kind of knew what to expect with it. Um, I I knew what their job was, so I kind of went into it that kind of a a mindset. I knew they were going to, you know, be hard, and and that's what it was. And uh, I just kind of went through it. And
1: so I I did not know you before you were in the military. So all I see on social media is, wow, it's this guy. It looks like you're an amputee, right? You you're a double leg amputee, correct? Yes. Okay. Above Above the knee on both. Yes. Okay. That was going to be my next question. Um, so could you tell our listeners just a little bit about what happened to you? Um, before we go into the rest of your story?
0: Sure. Um, so, um, I was in the army for 11 years. Um, at this point in time, um, I was injured back in 1996, uh, November 27th to be exact. and. We were, our unit was up in Baghdad. Um, during that time, uh, we were doing a night patrol mission. Uh, just, I was inside of a striker, which is an army vehicle, one of their new newer ones, kind of replaced the Bradley for uh, urban stuff. And so um, I was the VC vehicle commander. Um, I sat in the middle of the truck. Uh, we were kind of just driving down the street and uh, my striker was hit with an EFP, which is... Um, an acronym for explosively formed penetrator. Um, it's a type of uh, uh, explosive that is designed to puncture straight through armor, um, whereas other explosives kind of just blow up and and don't really puncture through. The EFP kind of punctures right through armor. So it, it blew right where I was sitting, right on the um, right side of the vehicle, and just went right through both of my legs. Um, took my right leg off instantly. Uh, my left leg was still there at the time but during that night when they got me to the field hos- hospital they ended up taking it off because it was too badly damaged
1: mm-hmm. so, were you conscious during that whole
0: process um i remember it, it, it's really funny because i've told the story so many times um i remember everything i remember the blast i remember um the people yelling and screaming inside of the striker i remember the smoke and the smells and everything else um I was conscious for most of it. Uh, The funny thing is, though, is because my right leg was gone, I mean, I didn't feel any pain. Um, I didn't even realize I was hit at first. Um, Didn't see any blood. uh, But of course, there was probably a ton. I think my mind just kind of blocked all that stuff out. Uh, I I, at some point in time, um, I realized that I was hurt. Uh, I think my internal mechanisms inside of me was like, hey, you're damaged. So. I knew I had to get to the back hatch, which is where everyone kind of gets out of the striker. So I tried to get off my seat. When I did that, is when I started to black out, um, and then I just I just kind of blacked out. Um, during when I was blacked out, though, I could still hear everything. I I was hearing people yell at me to breathe. I was hearing uh, people to you know stay with with us and all that kind of stuff. And I remember being in the field hospital and the doctors kind of um, asking me questions. Um, I kind of felt them cutting my clothes off, but at that whole time though, like, I don't remember seeing anything. I was just kind of blacked out. It was really weird.
1: So I have to ask, um, were you thinking like, okay, dudes, I'm still breathing when they're saying these things, or were you just like,
0: not really? I remember when they were telling me that to breathe. Um, I, I imagined through their eyes, I was having a hard time breathing. Um, I, I found out later my right or my left lung collapsed. So that was probably one of the reasons why I was having, so when they were telling me to, to breathe, I, I, I vividly remember trying to breathe, but it almost felt like, like I just had weights on my chest and I just couldn't get air. It was really weird. Hmm. So, yeah,
1: yeah, I just, that was some weird question in my head. So, um, so I usually ask people on my show, what's the most difficult thing that you've been through and how did you get through it? With you, you're a little bit different um, in the fact that um, I would imagine that would be your most difficult thing. But really, you have a long story. I'm sure your recovery process was probably very difficult. Um, So I do want to ask you, what was the most difficult trial you've had in your life so far that you can think of? How have you overcome it? Or are you still working on that?
0: Um, well, I mean, of course, the obvious was being injured, of course. Um, that was definitely one of the hardest things. Not really so far as when it happened, but after was the, the, the hardest, the whole rehab, the pain I had to go through, and, and of course, just the whole mental aspect of it all, um, not realizing or not knowing what am i going to do with my life now. Um, I was in the Army, Staff Sergeant, 11 years. Um, I was planning on doing a full 20 years. So that got cut short. And um, so all of my dreams of of finishing that, um, all the people that I served with, all of the experience that I've had, everything was gone in an instant. So now here I am back in civilian life, half the person that I used to be, not, I mean, I, I didn't know what I was gonna do, how I was gonna live life. And um, here I am thrust back into civilian life where honestly no one even cares about you so um i had to kind of reevaluate who i was and kind of just guide my life in a different direction and it took some time um, took definitely i mean i'm still kind of figuring stuff out too but you know it, it it took many years to get to a place where i was kind of comfortable with myself
1: mm-hmm. When I look at your social media, it's incredible. (laughs) Like you're, you're a beast. I don't even know how else to put it. You're just really big into fitness. Um, You made me feel kind of like, holy crap, here I am with two legs. I need to get off my ass basically. (laughs) Because if he's doing all this stuff, like what is my excuse really at the end of the day? Because I'm tired, come on. Like, you know, I think you've been through a lot more than that. So that was really motivating to me to see Um, you just, I mean, like you're climbing mountains, it looks like, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean... I get winded going down, you know, going up a hill. <laughs> so yeah. um, you have inspired me to try to start getting a little bit more more motivated and in shape. So I, I actually have been working on that since I started yeah. following you. And I found out about you through an organization, Team One Mile. Yes. And um, gosh, I'm sorry, I'm having some issues with my audio. Can you hear me okay?
0: Yep. I, I can hear okay. you just, just fine.
1: Okay, good. Um, so I found you through an organization called Team One Mile, and they are biking across the United States. And so I started looking at the profiles of some of the other people who are going to be going on this journey. Could you tell us what are you going to be doing on this trip?
0: Um, as far as I, I I know, I was asked by Mike Campbell to be a part of this group. Um, so I'm, I'm really honored to even just be in this group of just amazing people people who are doing this race i'm not going to be one of the ones who's going to be doing the race um, i wish i was but um i think some of these guys are really high athletes and they can probably bike way faster than i could on a on a hand bike so um but i'm going to be a part of the support team that's going to be with them um i know i'm probably going to help with the driving uh help with anything that they need um, i think we're all going to be assigned a certain person And so we're just going to be kind of there to help them as whichever person we're assigned to, to help them kind of finish this whole goal.
1: I tell you what, you're going to be the perfect person because I would not want to let you down. No way. (laughs) So, um, what, uh, Oh, gosh, I don't even know where to go from here. So I'm going to be on this trip with you. And so those of you listening and watching, you're going to be able to follow Travis on this journey too. Um, if you're not following Travis, go on his social media. If you... I don't know. Do you have a public page too, Travis? I don't want to just throw everybody at your private page. Um, do I?
0: No, I don't have, a, uh, I don't have a, a public page. I just have my private page, but it's it's open. So anybody okay. can follow me soon.
1: Awesome. Yeah, really I do encourage people to follow you Travis because you've inspired me a lot. I literally I I had the most weak version of COVID last month. However, it did make me really, really tired. And so for like three weeks, I was just basically laying around. And Mike asked me to join this crew. And I thought I was like so tired. I didn't know for sure if I was going to do it. And I started looking at some of the profiles and I was like, oh my gosh, like this guy's doing it. Yeah, I have no excuse. I'm going. (laughs) Let's do this. Right. So um, I think that you really have a great story of how you're trying to overcome your triumphs by Using fit, fitness and health, um, what are you doing right now? Besides that, it looks like you just do that full time plus some because you're so strong, like your last name.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean i I try. I mean, I try and lead by example. I want people um, to realize that just because something happens to you, uh, whether it's traumatic or whether it's you know physical or mental or whatnot, your life isn't over. That you define what your life is and um i mean so i try like i said to lead by example so i try and push my myself i i've always been that kind of way though i always try to push my my myself so i just try and push myself to do crazy things like climb mountains i've I've attempted to climb mount kilimanjaro last year um didn't quite make that but i'm planning on going back to finish that but i've climbed uh, pikes peak and i've done the manitou incline which is pretty tough too Um, and just so people know, I I don't have legs and I'm not using any kind of prosthetics. I'm actually just hopping up the whole thing. Um, and so I just, that's my goal is to show people what's possible.
1: Do you have sponsors or is there a way that people can sponsor you to go on these trips? Because Um, I'm sure it's not cheap.
0: (laughs) No, uh, I don't have any sponsors. I would love sponsors. I, I I'm kind of like weak in that area. I don't know exactly, um, um, how to go about that. So, if anybody knows how, they can definitely con- con- contact me and reach out. I would love that.
1: Listen to that, you guys. I know so many of my listeners are military. I started military podcasting um, about military family life and things like that um, 14 years ago, 15 years ago. And I have a lot of connections. So, if you're out there listening, Please um, either get a hold of me and I'll put you in contact with Travis or um, get a hold of Travis directly and make that sponsorship happen. I would love to see that, Travis.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, I do want to say one thing. Uh, right now, currently, I am working with a nonprofit down here in Dallas. Um, it's called the uh, Adaptive Training Found- Foundation, um, and it is a specially adaptive gym. Um, that is open to anybody with any form of disability. It doesn't have to be combat-related or military-related. You can be born with it. Um, And what this gym does is it will take you, they have classes, and right now we're on class 23, um, and each class is about nine weeks. And they will fly, if you're from a different state, they will fly you here and train you for nine for nine weeks um f- fully paid paid for uh you'd be staying here for free eating for free work working out for free so it's a chance to change your 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 life and get kind of your fitness back in shape for nine weeks um and I am I would I went through class 20 and I actually moved down here to Texas to be a part of this this gym um and I I, I stayed and now I'm one of their personal trainers that's helping to train other athletes as they come, come in. So that's what I'm currently doing.
1: Jeez, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's super amazing. Um, what about kids? Do you ever get to help kids at all? I kind of wonder because I had um, somebody on my show recently whose child um, had lost a limb. So I'm kind of curious about that.
0: Yeah, you know, I, 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 I've spoken at schools before and I, I've talked to kids before, but never... I've never had a chance to kind of mentor or talk to any kids that are, are missing any kind of limbs or anything. I would love to, I mean, I've, I've kind of stayed in more of the veteran community um, and with people who have been injured, like war, you know, style stuff, but not like, you know, any, any, anybody else, but I, I would love, love to do, do that. So.
1: I think you would be so amazing. Your personality is just really nice and um, encouraging and motivating, like I said a million times so far. Um, How can people find you on social media, Travis?
0: Um, Well, you can just look my name up. Um, It's Travis Strong. Um, If you look at my... It's my full name. So Travis Matt Cody Strong. I'm the the only one there. So you can definitely uh, follow follow me there. Um, I do have an uh, Instagram, which I don't really use much. I should probably use more. Um, and that one is, um, my username on that is strikerinf. Um, but those are kind of the two that I kind of use. I use more like Facebook stuff, but
1: yeah. Um, if you're on my Facebook, you guys, I'm going to link you over to Travis and everybody who's listening, just like Travis mentioned, he needs a sponsor. I really want to hone in on that because I think that, Sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, one of the benefits of my show is connecting people with people and I would love to see that happen for you. Um, and then also just, I have to say from a personal standpoint, you know, you're, you're really strong. Obviously, I don't want to say that your last name is strong, right? But you really are a strong person and you really have a lot to offer the world and I can see how much you're going to grow as a a person. And I really feel like you're going to do good with kids. Um, You know, I have some connections there, I think, for you maybe. So I'll talk to you later after the show about that. But I can't wait to have everybody just follow along with um, Team One Mile during the journey this June. And Travis, again, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you.
0: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Um, and maybe I can have you again on uh, another broadcast too. Sure. sure <laughs>
0: yes. right.
1: Thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Until next time, I am Patty Catter.
0: Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for
0: all you do. An American Inc. podcast. Be sure to join the private Wake Up With Patty Catter Facebook group to interact directly with Patty. I love
1: being a part of such a great community. Don't forget to follow Patty on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Patty Catter. And make sure to subscribe to the show.